you know, oftentimes when people come to me, like one of the first things that we do is like look at people's zones of genius. Like where are you most remarkable? Like where should we be focusing your effort? And then where are you spending your time and kind of comparing the two? And what we'll see is that like people are spending an abundance of time in areas way outside of their genius, in zones that actually don't make sense for them. And we need to set up really good boundaries so that they can show up in their highest and best. And at first there's resistance to that because it's like, no, I've got to do all these things. And, and listen, I fully understand the reality of running a business. I've run several mm-hmm. and like, yes, sometimes like you really do have to transition slowly and it can be painful, yeah. but those boundaries allow you to show up in the space that you are best at. So you can have the impact that you want to have in the world. Welcome to Black Belt Beauty Radio, a podcast fueled by a passion to support your journey in developing your most beautiful and optimal performance in life. Each episode is driven with the intention to elevate your mind. When we elevate our mind, we elevate our life. So get ready. It's time to rise. What up, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of Black Belt Beauty Radio. You guys, I got my girl, Amina Altai, back for round three on the podcast. And I'm so excited and proud to have her be the very first guest of 2020 for all of you. Amina is a holistic leadership and mindset coach, and proudly, she is my personal business coach. She's an absolute queen in helping entrepreneurs be nourished leaders in their lives and careers so that they can pursue their dreams full on and achieve tremendous success while maintaining a life that is mindful, healthy, happy, and continuously inspiring them to reach for more desired growth. So huge, not burning out. In this episode, Amin and I dive deep into the areas of holistic high performance in your career life, you know, so how to perform in a very healthy way at your highest level of work so that you're not burning out in other important areas of your life, starting with your health. We talk about creating healthy boundaries so that you can focus in your zone of genius, make real progress in areas that you desire in your life and career. We talk about money mindset and why it's so important to do the work that continuously develops this area of your mind from a very abundant state. We dive into tips for feeling more worthy to earn more in your business. We dive into tips on gaining more confidence to scale your business. We talk about crushing limiting beliefs around money and your business goals We talk about reframing fear, why that's so important. You know, fear is going to stick with us throughout our lives. So knowing how to manage it is such a powerful thing to do. We also talk about when the best time is to actually pursue your passion work full time. So huge. You know, our career life takes up so much of our life, right? Our work takes up most of space in our life. So it's so important for us to feel inspired and nourished within it. It affects our entire lives, you guys, starting with our own health and emotional being to our relationships and so forth. So with that said, it was such a no-brainer to have Amina on as my very first Black Belt Beauty radio guest to powerfully support all of you with your mindset and your approach in your work life in this new year and decade. I want you guys all to be kicking ass on all fronts in your life, and so does Amina. 
So you can find Amina on Instagram at Amina Altai. It's in the show notes. And you can also look her up on her website to look into her courses that she offers and potentially work with her as well, which I highly recommend. I love Amina so much, you guys. You can look forward to so much more with her and I this year, all of which is in support to powerfully support you to rise into your highest self, your most powerful self, so that you can create a life that you really love living, that inspires you, that feels good, a life that you are proud of. So without further ado, you guys, please enjoy this episode with my girl, Amina Altai. Enjoy. Amina, my love, thank you so much for being here with me again, round three on Black Belt Beauty Radio. I am so excited to have this talk with you. I'm always so excited to be in space with you. So thank you so, so much. Oh my God, Rox, this is my honor and my joy. You know, you are my absolute, one of my favorite human beings in the whole world. And we always have the most fun conversation, whether they're recorded or not. (laughs) So I'm just so excited to be here. Every conversation with you is a podcast. Um, So just for listeners to know, I mean, some people may have already uh, heard the episodes prior to this one, but for those who haven't, first of all, I definitely recommend checking it out. It's in the show notes. Um, They're both killers. But if you wouldn't mind just kind of bringing our audience, people who aren't familiar with you yet, up to speed about who Amina is and kind of how you arrived to where you are, and then we'll dig deep into all the fun stuff that's happening right now. I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. Um, So I'm a holistic leadership and mindset coach. And like your work, your holistic high performance, my work is really looking at all these different areas of our lives, really specifically what's happening in the mindset, what's happening in the context of wellness and in our work, because I feel like we need to look at all three of those areas with the same diligence to really live well and whole. Yes. And so I partner with amazing women like you, emerging entrepreneurs or entrepreneurs to really help them, like, as you say, to put it in your language, turn their best into better. So mm-hmm. you're already firing on all cylinders. You're doing amazing work. And how do you next level it? Because there's always a next level for us. Yes. Um, and, you know, I'm so fortunate to work with amazing, incredible women who are doing really interesting and innovative things in their space. Um, and I arrived at this work because for a little over a decade, I worked in marketing and brand management. I ran my own agency for a while and I worked for two big wellness brands. Um, and in the midst of all of that, I burned out and I developed two autoimmune diseases and got really sick. And part of my healing process was going back to school really to kind of learn how to heal myself. So I went back to nutrition school. I studied meditation. I studied movement. I studied coaching. Um, and then eventually was just so lit up by what was available to me when I was feeling well and I was applying these practices in my own life. Um, and I just sat down and designed my curriculum one day with a master coach and, um, have been teaching it ever since. And it's so, it's the biggest gift to me, um, because I get to work with such incredible people and they push me every single day to learn more, to be better, to grow, to mine for new insights. So that's me. I love that. A unit nutshell. That's a really good nutshell. That's like a Baru nutshell. Oh, so good. Yes. That is a Baru nutshell. It's so good. Um, I want to ask you right off the bat, you know, with all of the work that you've done, which you are so prolific, you've already done so much in your life. And yet I know personally that you haven't even scratched the surface of all of what is coming from you, which is so exciting. And I stand in so much support behind it all because you know, as someone who works with you as your client, like I know 
um, I know what the magic that you are and the impact that you have. And I'm just excited for the bigger part of the world to get to experience it because it is, in my opinion, it's like, it's an absolute service to the world. So I'm going to leave that there for a second. And now I want to ask you, you know, we're, we're entering a new decade, um, with all the work that you've done and you are someone who is always evolving, looking for new ways to grow and develop and essentially become better. And also very much listening to your intuitive self and allowing that to guide you. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, what has been the biggest thing in this, in 2019, what has been the biggest win that you've experienced in your career life? Mm, I love that question. So I have to say you are up there and for anybody listening and like laughing, no, it's so true because the people that I get to work with really help me show up to another level to really grow and to push my limits, to learn new things, to inspire me, to dig into other areas. And you show up in that way. Like our sessions are so agile and you are such a high performer and have this incredible mindset. And so for me to be able to coach you, I need to be doing my work to the you know nth degree. So I'm so grateful for, for you and for everyone like you that I get to coach. Um, and just, yeah, my community has been so incredible in terms of support and growth. I just have so many amazing people around me. And I think that's also what makes this work so joyful too. It's that, you know, when I had my marketing career, when I'm very sensitive to people and their energies and like, I'd be feeling all their stuff. And yeah. obviously you learn how to work with that. But one of the things I was always saying was like, oh, I wish I could just work with people that I love. And now I actually, like, I look back at this year, every single person, like I love whether it's like a colleague, an acquaintance that I'm getting to know in a bigger way, or these clients that I get to connect with every week. Yeah. Um, they genuinely grow me and fill me. It's incredible. That's so, that's amazing. And so it's, it's so deserving. You deserve to have that joy and, and, and feel that. And honestly, it allows you to produce better work, which is essentially what you really want to be doing anyways. Um, you know, it's kind of like the main goal, right? Yeah. And yeah. You, you and I actually talked about this earlier this year because it wasn't always that way. Like real talk, like even mm -hmm. though I had my own business for a long time, I wasn't necessarily working with the people that I wanted to work with. And that was some mindset stuff that I had to navigate. But what happens is when we align ourselves with people that we're not truly in alignment with, we end up giving more than we're receiving back, right? Not even like the physical giving, but like energetically too. Like it takes yeah. a lot to give. Yeah. Uh, you might not necessarily be growing yourself in that way that's really nourishing like you and I have. Yes. Uh, and so I was getting to the point where I was like, oh my gosh, am I going to experience burnout again? And that was a real moment for me that I was like, okay, this is a stop moment. I'm going to pause here and I'm going to look and I'm going to evaluate and I'm going to see what I need to pivot in my mindset so I can really reconnect with people that I want to connect with and show up in a more powerful way. I love that. And it's so great because I, I actually wanted to go into that a little bit because I'm sure this is a, you know, a common thing that people can experience in their own specific life and, you know, work environments and whatnot. And so I'm curious to really what that process where you're like, you pause and you're, you know, what, what was that process for you to be able to navigate, to get you into a very kind of confident rooted space to be able to edit basically. <laughs> yeah. Yes. So yes, that is real talk. Editing is so important. And yeah. reevaluating, like constant reevaluating, re because every next level of us requires a next level of everything around us, right? So yeah. as we're growing, pausing to reevaluate everything in our life is super important. Like we have choice. We 
choose to be in the partnerships we're in. We choose to work with the clients that we work with. We choose to be in friendship and community with these particular people. And so every time we're growing, we get to ask ourselves, like, do I choose this again? And That's so, what's so powerful. We, right? Yes. We have choice and we can always choose again. Yes. I love that. Sorry, I cut you off, but that was such a, I think there's something really powerful to kind of put that on stage for a second, because I think that people can forget that it actually is within their power, that they do have the choice. And I know it's not always easy to make the choice, but, but always remembering that while it may not be easy, it's still a choice, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's the opposite of easy. It's like some of the hardest stuff, right? Those are really conversations we have to have and we can still do them beautifully, but it takes a lot from us. Right. Um, but you know, what's interesting. So oftentimes when I'm out of integrity, I get called back into integrity through my body. So like, if I, like, if I'm not like playing all out, usually my body would be like, Hey, I'm going to, um, usually by way of, of illness or something like that. So earlier this year, I was feeling really, really lethargic and I have Hashimoto's and I have celiac disease, but they're super well managed. I don't even have antibodies anymore, which is like, my doctor's like, it's a Christmas miracle. Yeah. (laughs) That's awesome. (laughs) <laughs> I um, I know. Um, which is great. But I, um, I actually started to experience mitochondrial dysfunction. Wow. So dysfunction on that like cellular level at that energetic level. So I was feeling so fatigued. Like I couldn't show up for my work. I mean, I was showing up for it, but I felt like literally like all the adaptogens, like all the lion's made. Yeah. Your sister, um, really like holding me together. And, you know, I asked myself, I sat down and I was like, okay, what is this like really about? Because I do believe in like a really strong mind body connection. Like we're not cut off at the neck. Right. It's like right. brain is influencing the body is influencing. Like it's, they're by it's all together. Yeah. It's all yeah. one thing. Yes. And so I was like, okay, where, where's my energetic leak? Like, where's all my energy going and where am I not getting it back? And that like That's literally, powerful. it was sort of clear as day. Yeah. And you just kind of, you have to make a choice. Like, do you choose yourself and showing up fully and being, being in service to the people that you really do care about? Yeah. That's, a, that's, that's, that's a, so important to be able to ask yourself. I, you know me, I love questions. Like I'm all about that introspective, inquisitive kind of work. Do you do anything? Um, I want to get kind of really detailed because, you know, I feel like that could be very supportive to people listening. Um, but do you, do you like, do you have any like methods where you write things out to kind of really work through the process mentally? Yes. Okay. Yeah. So I'm a, I know you're a big fan of journaling. I once yeah. went to Rox's apartment and she has a <laughs> stack of journals like over the years, like literally an entire life. years. Yeah. It's freaking crazy. amazing. <laughs> so I'm a journaler too, not to that degree yet, but I hope to get there. I hope to have my 20 years. <laughs> you will. <laughs> you totally will. Um, I hope so. Yeah. It's a beautiful practice. It's so, it's so helpful. So when I'm feeling really challenged, and I also will do this on calls with clients too, and I take them through a a process that I've now put in my journal because I'm like, I'm taking people through this process so much. Like, let me just put it in a journal. Here you go. Yes. Um, So basically the process is identifying, you know, what's the story that you might be telling yourself? So any space that you're feeling like stuck, frustrated, out of alignment, what's the story? Because in the mental framework, there's facts, right? And the fact is true for me and it's true for you. But the thought that we have about the fact is different for us all, right? And it's that thought that is allowing us to have a really great experience or a not so great experience. So what's the story that you're telling yourself? Because oftentimes we're in a story, we're not in the fact, right? So I invite people to really like journal, write out what's the story, like just do a total word dump, literally like, 
And then I ask people like, well, what's the voice of fear saying? So if you were to give fear a voice in this story and you turn the volume up on it, what would the voice of fear be saying to you? And then people start to see like really clearly, oh my gosh, like, okay, that's not fact. And all feelings are valid, of course. But like, I start to see where this is a bit of a story where I'm in that voice of fear, where I'm in discomfort and I'm making it mean something. And then the next step is asking them, okay, well, is this tied to, you know, limiting beliefs, fixed mindset, upper limit, all of those mindset blocks that we talk about. Mm -hmm. And then they can start to really clearly see, oh my gosh, okay, there actually is a limiting belief in there, or I do have an upper limit, or, Mm -hmm. you know, this really is classic fixed mindset. And then I invite them to reframe. So our brains obviously are plastic and they're belief engines and they're always like looking for evidence to prove out a theory, right? So if you have this story, your brain's going to aggregate all this data to prove this story. But we can also aggregate, aggregate, we can also aggregate data yeah. to prove the opposite to be true, right? Mm. So if, for example, the upper limit is, you know, I'll never make more than $200,000. And it's like, okay, well, tell me about a time that you did. And let's break down your hourly rate. And let's prove to you that this is possible. And find those examples and lean into those examples. So I invite people to take them into meditation to like, really work with them on the subconscious level, or even repetition by like having it on your phone or your laptop, something that you're looking at daily. So that's a really simple tool and framework that you can use anytime you're just feeling freaked out, or there's frustration or discomfort coming up for you. I love that. And I know like there's a piece in that, that we've already worked on together in my experience that has been so, um, I don't want to use the word magical because I I want to keep it very real because it's powerfully proven to be effective, but it does feel a little magical. Maybe that's because you're (laughs) magical, but (laughs) yeah, I know that's, that's amazing. And I feel like there's so much value, um, in what you just shared. So thank you for that. Um, I do want to ask you now, so we, we talked a bit, a bit about like what your biggest win has been. So I want to ask you, um, what is something, I'm going to frame this very um, mindfully, going into this new decade and new year, what is one thing that you personally want to work on to be better in your career, in your life? I think this entire year has been like a primer leading up to this and this question, because all I want moving forward, well, I want a lot of things, let's be honest. Yeah. Yes. And there's nothing wrong with that. Right. No. Um, I want to be more and more myself every single day and I want to have fun. So the first several decades of my life were really about hard work. And I'm kind of deep down the rabbit hole right now around perfectionism and imposter syndrome. And those are things that I've wrestled with like my entire life. And mm-hmm. that's partly what caused me to overwork and to burn out. Yeah. And I released those behaviors and those ideas a long time ago. But there's, you know, oftentimes like lingering little shadows in there. Yeah. So, um, so as I step into 2020 and like this powerful new decade, it is all about, yes, impact, but in the context of fun. So like, how can I help as many people as possible do the work that I'm called to do, be 100% myself and have a really freaking great time. I love that. That is, that's, I'm, I'm all about that. I'm with you. Like, what are we doing for fun? We're taking trips. <laughs> we already know that we have a lot to do. Um, and the, but the reason why I wanted to ask that specifically is, um, because, you know, like for anybody who follows you on Instagram, and if you don't definitely, you guys need to follow Amina. Um, you know, you are such a leader, you are such a voice, voice of strength and wisdom, 
But you also talk about things that are very vulnerable. Like you are, you lean into vulnerability. And I think that that is also what makes you such a powerful leader and wise woman, because, um, you know, those who kind of don't lean into their vulnerability and even, you know, are willing to kind of be open and share. And there's degrees obviously to that because people can overdo it too. And then that's not real, but you are very authentic. Yeah. (laughs) Like I've had episodes episodes about that. I'm like, okay, stop. (laughs) But you know, to be able to, to, because I personally, I find that, you know, we're all in our process. We're Mm -hmm. all on our path and you know, everyone is facing their problems, their shadows, their fears, their whatever in their own unique way. Personally, I'm very inspired when I get to hear amazing people who live with a lot of integrity, who are doing great work, who have maybe accomplished a lot of great things already, but are willing to share what is challenging for them, the things that they've overcome, the things that they're afraid about, their vulnerabilities, because it's, it's like, it's humanizing. And it, it puts us all in the space of like, yes, you're still a leader and you have wisdom and there's things that you are an expert in, but you are still, you're a fucking human. And, you know, that relatability I feel is so important and powerful and creates even stronger impact in a positive way than just, you know, sharing only the highlight reel and the things, you know, that you are an expert in. But, but this back end work in your own life is also what makes you such an expert and able to lead and share on the level that you do, you know? So that's, it, it was, um, it was something that I really wanted to, to ask you and, you know, allow you to kind of share, because I know that, you know, even just for myself, like taking that in from you is inspiring for me, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I think that you are the realist. And I mean, one of the many things that I love about you, but you're like so unabashedly yourself and like you live so fully in your truth. And it's like, it's just incredible to behold. And that's like the, I think the makings of such a great leader. Like I'm a really big fan of Brene Brown. And when she talks about brave leadership and, you know, courage and vulnerability and nobody can connect with the perfect and the shiny and the polished. Right. So when people are like, you know, delivering their talks and they're not missing a beat and they're kind of in that robotic space, it's like, where's the emotion for us to connect with? Where's the humanity for us to connect with? Like we can believe in the humanity. It's tough to believe in the, in the polish. Yeah, um, totally. I think there's, there's so much to be done there, especially now. Yeah, no, I agree. And I think, you know, I mean, I thank you for saying that. I mean, I, I don't know how to do anything except be myself. Like I don't, you know, which is, and it's great. Like I'm not for everybody and I'm not, you know, but I mean, I'm not trying to be either, but you know, I have this thing where I'm like real love is real, you know, and I really believe that, you know, we can see each other and we can appreciate each other because it is more of a rare breed, you know? Um, you know, there's a lot of non-authentic people out there. Um, and that's very easy to detect so that when you do meet the real people, it is, it feels really good and like home, like you want to hang out there, you know? So, okay. Another thing kind of wrapping minds around decade, new year. Um, I'm really curious to what would Amina 2020 say to Amina 2010? Like what advice would you give 2010 Amina? Oh my God, that's such a good question. You were just like <laughs> coming with the juicy ones today and I love it. Is it? Yeah. That's a big one because you're such a liver. <laughs> like you're, yeah. you're so present in your life and so 
you embrace all the nuances of emotions and all the things that you live. So it's like, there's a lot goes down in your life in 10 years. Um, so I know it's a big question. Um, if we need to come back to it, we can, but knowing you, you probably have it fully loaded. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I'm like trying to think back like 2010, where was I? And that was like, kind of like in the throes of my diagnosis and like my Saturn returned real hard. Like I like quit my job and I like put myself in a two-year dating timeout and I like was like going to all these coaching programs and was like, I'm gonna get my shit together. But I would tell I'm um, in 2010, literally like relax, it's gonna be fine. Because at that point I didn't know that it was gonna be okay. And yeah. I was efforting so hard into trying not to effort and trying to be okay and trying to just be. Yeah. And so I think like just someone being like, I'm going to, it's going to be fine. You got this. Just like relax into this and like have a little fun as you go. You know, what's so rad about that. Um, well, it, it's just rad period. But when that question has been asked to other people in other scenarios, that's 99% of the time, I swear that is what the answer is. It's like, just yeah. relax. Yeah. And you know, when you, when you see that enough, you go, okay, yeah, there is this kind of um, very common thing that, you know, maybe does have something to do with age. You know, when we are in those younger years, we kind of want it more, want it now. We're afraid we live more anxious. Um, you know, maybe there's something to be said about that. So maybe all of the audience who are in those kind of younger years, it's like, just take a breath, even though you probably won't. <laughs> You're like, easier said than done. <laughs> no, it's true. I mean, it's so true. I mean, there's, it's such a process to get to this space where you can breathe more and kind of be easy and more gentle about situations that are challenging and, you know, lean into trust. Like, how do you do that? You do that from having lived through it, right? And and realizing that you are capable and that, you know, that you are wise and that even if you made a decision that put you in a challenging situation that maybe wasn't fun, um, you were able to find your way out of it. And there were so much important pieces that came from that to make you who you are today, right? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. I don't know if you've seen this and I can't remember exactly who did it, but there's this body of work where this woman interviews people on their deathbed and she asks them like their regrets. And basically yeah. all of them are like, I wish I worried less. I wish I was more present. I wish I had more fun. I wish I traveled more and like yeah. worked less. And it's like, yeah, I would tell my younger self all those things. I love it. It's so true. And you know, um, it kind of gives, it puts us into a great segue because I want to talk to you about boundaries. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I mean, obviously I feel like you're really an expert in this, like, you know, being that you, your backstory of like how you, you know, started your own business essentially then, you know, overworked yourself to the point where you got sick. Right. And, um, you know, I, I, it's a very common thing, I think, especially in America for this, like, I'm so busy, I'm so busy. And then like kind of feeling important about that. And then also in addition to that, or like right next to it is this, um, you know, you have to work yourself to the bone to like, if, or else you're not going to be successful, right? It's like, you don't have these boundaries. You're you know, you're up at 2 a.m. like staring at the blue light on your screen because you got to get the shit done, but then your sleep's getting messed up. And I just would love to hear from your perspective and your experience, um, 
you know, talking about setting up healthy boundaries, what does that look like? And, and really how you go about that for yourself and even how you support your clients to do that because you work with, you know, entrepreneurs and leaders who obviously have a lot going on. And, you know, I know in my own life, like I, it's all on me, right? So mm -hmm. like, if I'm not doing the work, it doesn't get done. Mm -hmm. And that makes me, especially being someone who loves what I do, I just want to get up and charge and do as much as I can all day, every day. But there's a reality to that where it's like, you can't sustain, you, you can't keep health and that at the same time. So I'll shut up now and let you get down on it. But yeah, if you can peel back those layers a bit for us. Yeah. And like Rox and I were talking a little bit offline, like boundaries has been like my entire life lesson. So <laughs> I've had a lot of lessons as well. yeah. in this phase, and so now I can teach. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, so like I, when I started my agency, I had like zero boundaries, right? I was like taking care of the clients and the employees and like everybody had access to the point that I burned out. And then when I initially learned about boundaries and that I could set them, there was this like over rotation where they were like so extreme and so fierce and um, you know, I really had to kind of find my middle ground and what felt good for me. But the aha moment was like, oh, the boundaries are for me, not for other people. Because I was thinking about them as this way to like keep people out, not to support myself. And I was like, oh, and just yeah. that little, little nuanced pivot in terms of the way that I was thinking about it made it make so much more sense. Mm -hmm. um, but boundaries are so important because so when I was in school, I studied economics and I've always been interested in the science of optimality, right? Like from a money perspective, from our body's perspective, how can we be most efficient? How can we optimize? Yeah. And we can't optimize if we are like, if we're like slutty with our energy, right? Yeah. If we're like oh, leaving it everywhere, everybody gets access as much as you want, right? Like we need to ruthlessly prioritize where we want to spend our time, where we want to spend our heartbeats. And what's going to be in the greatest service to the people around us, to the business around us, whatever it is that we were getting out of bed for. And so, you know, oftentimes when people come to me, like one of the first things that we do is like, look at people's zones of genius. Like, where are you most remarkable? Like, where should we be focusing your effort? And then where are you spending your time and kind of comparing the two? And what we'll see is that like people are spending an abundance of time in areas way outside of their genius in zones that actually don't make sense for them. And we need to set up really good boundaries so that they can show up in their highest and best. And at first there's resistance to that because it's like, no, I've got to do all these things. And, and listen, I fully understand the reality of running a business. I've run several mm -hmm. and like, yes, sometimes like you really do have to transition slowly and it can be painful, yeah. but those boundaries allow you to show up in the space that you are best at so you can have the impact that you want to have in the world. And people oftentimes are like, well, boundaries are like unkind and like it's mean to say no. And it's like, no, clear is kind, unclear is unkind. So if people don't know where your boundaries are, that's super unkind because you're always moving the mark. But if you're really clear, that's the most beautiful thing you can do. Like people know how to access you and how to get the best from you. And that's what I think is so powerful. It's so good. I love it. Like just to kind of go right back where you were. You know what it does too? It's like, then you are consistent. And to me, I mean, first of all, consistency is like the most attractive quality in someone like be consistent, you know, cause then you are reliable too, you know? Um, so having those boundaries, whether someone likes it or not, you know, it, it, it doesn't matter. It's like, this is who I am. This is how I function. And this is how I know I'm going to be able to do my best, be my best. And, um, that's a very important, that's a beautiful characteristic to own. First of all, and then obviously, like you said, I mean, that really does help to optimize everything really. 
Yeah. No, I love that word too. It's all I know, about optimizing. I, <laughs> I like popped in. I was like, oh, she's going to like this. <laughs> I love it so much. It's all, you know, it makes me, I was having this conversation today actually with a friend of mine and I was talking about um, a recent trip in New York and I was saying how, you know, um, you know, every, I was, it was a high performance week, podcasting meetings where I was with you and every hour was owned by something, whether it was a call or a meeting or a dinner or my time to train or my, podcast, obviously. And, um, you know, in the in-betweens to get from A to B, yeah, I could take the subway. Um, but there's a lot more hustle that goes with the subway. And oftentimes, right. You got to find the entrance, make sure you're going to the right train. And who knows but, what you're going to encounter on the subway also. True that <laughs> girl. True that. And so for me, it's like, yeah, you know, um, I could save money here, but I'm like, wait, we're, money and energy. And this is a really good segue because I want to talk about money with you if you're open to that. Yeah. Um, so, you know, for me, my main goal in that week really always is to kick ass and to be like performing at the highest level, right? To optimize my performance. And so those little in-between moments where I got to just be with myself and be kind of quiet and think about, you know, what I was getting into next it was so much more valuable for me to pay more money and take the Uber or take the taxi and have that peaceful moment to recalibrate, to process, to set my intentions than to like, you know, try and take the train and do the thing. And I'm just using that as an example, A, because it was real, but also because I think it, you know, it brings to light this idea of the value of energy and that money isn't always the thing. Money is a form of energy, right? And in this case, with my goal being, I need to kick ass and optimize my performance in everything that I'm doing. The, the, the biggest and most important thing for me was to have those moments in between where I can like, you know, and then roll into the next like a gangster and crush. So, (laughs) And you can't put a price on that too. Like the fact that you set that boundary and you were able to show up really fully for every single one of your appointments in that very epic week. Like I saw the schedule and it was packed. Yeah. You can't put a price on that. Yeah. Thank you for saying that. Yeah, exactly. And it is, it was about that decision and that boundary that I made for myself to say, listen, you're here to do this. This is how you want to show up and do it. So this is what you're going to do to make this happen. So yeah. So, you know, that was just one example of, you know, ways that we can set up boundaries for us to optimize performance. So I love, I love that piece that you just shared. And if, um, yeah, if you don't mind, I would love to kind of walk us into the money space. Cause I, um, I believe that you have a course coming soon, right? For money. Is that Yes. Okay, yes. good. Thank you okay. for teeing that up. Yeah. So it's going to be dropping in Q1. Okay. And the reason that I designed this too is that inevitably when I'm working with a client, we end up talking about money. Even people who are making great money and they have a decent relationship with it, there's oftentimes like a little sneaky belief in there or an upper limit, something that we have no idea about. Um, and oftentimes we're looking at the business being like, oh, okay, well, this thing is broken and this thing isn't working. But Ultimately, it can be our relationship with money that's the thing that's broken. 
Yeah. And so I've designed this as a way, like I want everyone to go through this, to take the course, to really understand their money mindset. And if it's like honestly setting them up for success or if it's getting in the way of their highest potential. So um, I'm very excited for that to drop. And they're basically all the tools that I've taken myself through, taken my clients through, and there's guided meditations in there, tons of journaling prompts, like some um, great frameworks and exercises to take yourself through it's just super clarifying and we oftentimes don't actually allow ourselves to sit down and say like well what is my money story and where did I learn this and what's it about and you know what's this next level look like for me oh my gosh I love it I'm so excited for that to come out because it's like you said even if you are someone who does well with money I mean I think we could always do better with everything really right Mm -hmm. um but it is money is such an interesting subject and there's so much emotion attached to it everyone you know comes from a different background with money so there's subconscious like there's so much that goes around this topic of money i know you and i dig into the space often um as a solopreneur you know someone who you know, has this, I essentially like, yes, I have this one part of my career life that has been up and running and doing well for several years now, you know, as a celebrity makeup artist. And then, you know, for the last um, handful of years, I've been working in this new space, podcasting and personal empowerment. And essentially like when you are starting any business, you know, there's always, you know, you have to invest and there's, you want to be as smart and sound with your money as possible. And it's not necessarily always the easiest thing to do. And especially if there are issues emotionally around money, maybe you didn't come from money. So maybe subconsciously you're always in fear of like not having enough and all that. So, um, I know that you've been so supportive to really, you know, even though I am someone that definitely, um, I've never seen a limit necessarily like straight up, you know, I'm, I know what it feels like to not have food in the house. And I also know what it feels like to fly on a private jet, you know? Um, and that is a beautiful, like just to have that contrast in my life has been really amazing for a lot of different reasons. But, um, I am someone who really operates more from an abundant mindset. Mm -hmm. That being said, I still get sketched out sometimes, especially because, you know, um, things are new and there's a lot of uncertainty, you know, I mean, there's always uncertainty, but especially in new business. And, you know, when you are a path creator and it's not like you have this, all this crazy business plan all laid out and there's investors behind you, like, no. And I'm sure a lot of people who are listening to this podcast don't necessarily have that either. So to be able to really, um, create a very healthy relationship around money, I think is so, so important. Yeah. So, yeah. And there's like so much neuroscience in this too. Like, I love what you're saying about when you're at this new level, right? Cause you've had this beautiful experience where you've seen both ends of the spectrum and you have a really abundant mindset. And I know this about you and I see it in action all the time and it's amazing and so inspiring. <laughs> um, But like the new piece is so challenging, right? Because literally when we experience something new, we come out of our comfort zone. And when we come out of our comfort zone into the stretch zone or sometimes the panic zone, Mm-hmm. And literally, you know, the amygdala in our brain is starting to like get freaked out and it's, you know, throws up all these like panic signals. And so we start to literally feel panicked in these spaces where we're stretching. Yeah. And oftentimes that conversation around money can like get us to the panic zone. And so we're not thinking clearly or we go back to old patterning. 
So it's really important to understand, you know, how did we form our beliefs around money? So like, you know, as we're growing up in our formative years, you know, the societies, cultures, subcultures, family systems we grow up in shape our beliefs. They shape our beliefs about like life and our bodies and money and all those things. And so when you're in this new zone and you're starting to feel panicked and you're unsure of what's possible for you, really sort of understanding what those core beliefs are and are they limiting you and how do you create new beliefs? is literally like the best thing you can do for yourself and the sky is the limit and like you said like money is energy and it's currency and it's an exchange and it's commensurate with the value that we feel for ourselves yeah totally like you have to feel worthy i think that's such a big you know that is um as, as as someone who's i am a very confident woman but at the same time i know that one of the best um kind of ims that i've been really claiming in this past year is that I am so worthy. I'm so worthy of the money, of the love, of all the things that I desire. And again, confident woman, it doesn't matter. Like just to reinforce the worthy part, I think is so important. And it really has allowed me to be more, um, I don't know if aggressive is the, the word that I really feel aligned with, but in terms of like my asks and reaching and going for bigger things, especially around money. Like it has been a very strong support system for me to be able, aside from you, (laughs) you've been huge, but just like owning that, you know, that you are worthy. Yeah. And I love you saying that. And you embody this so much because a lot of the times, especially when I talk to people too, they're like, Oh, I'll feel worthy when I have the money. And it's like, Mm. no, we, the minute we feel worthy, the money will show up. Trust yeah. me, like trust that is true. Yeah. Um, and our worth is not commensurate with our work. That's another thing too. Like oftentimes we're like, okay, well, if I work really hard, then I'm more valuable. And that could not be further from the truth, right? The, the sooner we believe that we are innately valuable, the faster that money is going to come in. It's so true. I know that you experienced that in your life. I mean, I certainly literally, yeah. And that's why I think it's so easy to speak to it with so much passion and it might sound very magical, but it's, it's not, there's a, there's just science to it. Like the brain, it's how your brain is, you know, firing and wiring and, and what you're believing to be true. And, and, and that is, there's a frequency to that. That is absolutely, you know, influencing your actions and the things that, you know, you're calling in. I firmly, I believe in that because anecdotally, like th- this has been my life. Like I've experienced that. I continue to experience that. And I know that is the case for you as well. Right. Yeah. And like, to your point, like, it's not, not magic. It's literally like, you know, if you have shame around money and you're asking somebody for money for something, like they're going to read that, right. They're going to read right. it in your micro expressions. They're going to read it in your tone of voice. But if you feel so confident in who you are and what you have to offer in this world, they're going to read that too. Yeah. It's not magic. Well, so let me ask you for someone who doesn't feel confident, let's just say, like, let's yeah. just say, um, you know, they're not sure about charging or asking for the money. Maybe they're kind of new to this space of business or entry or whatever, all of that stuff. Like, do you have any tips on just how to fortify, to build confidence? Yeah. Yeah. Such a great question. And for for people that don't feel confident, listen, I see you, I feel you, I was you. There's no shame. It's like, literally it's a muscle, right? It's a trust muscle and growing that muscle. And so the first thing I would say is starting with what you can stand in. So if you're like setting your prices, like say you're a service provider like me, okay, what's a, you know, let's say you're doing coaching like me. Yeah. (laughs) So what's the package price that you can stand in that you feel confident in? 
you know, you know that you can show up fully and like knock it out of the park and then sell a couple of those mm -hmm. and then show up so fully for that work. You know that you're killing it. You know that you're doing an amazing job and then incrementally raise and then just keep incrementally raising, checking in, being like, can I stand in this? raise it can i stand in this and all along the way asking yourself okay are there any limiting beliefs here do i have any upper limits am i getting in my own way here but as we prove to ourselves that we can do this work that we can deliver value and that we can like hit a home run for the people that we're serving the more confident we feel the more confident we feel in the prices that we're charging so start where you can where you can stand and then incrementally raise and all along the way check in on the mindset so good I love it. Thank you. <laughs> and it's been my process and it's been, it's been so helpful, but I do think sometimes we need to like push ourselves too. Like I had a coach once that was like, I'm going to like, you have to raise your prices. And I was like, no, like I feel good here. And she's like, no, like you gotta, she's like, show up. And if you're not nervous enough that the P isn't coming down your leg, you're not pushing yourself. And I was like, okay, That's and that was a moment to go from the comfort zone and like stretch a little bit. And it was a really good thing for me. And there were some limiting beliefs in there. It, that's a very powerful way to find your limiting beliefs. Like, mm -hmm. why would you, why would you not charge this or what? And maybe not even a limiting belief, maybe that, and also maybe the work that you still need to do. Well, maybe it's like, well, I don't feel like my product is actually on that level yet, or my skill is actually on that level. Cool. So then you go back to the skill technique work and you, you work until you actually, and that's what you're saying, like until you can stand in it and really own it. Like, yes, I am worthy of this. My product is worthy. My service is worthy of this and pay. Yes, exactly. <laughs> I love that you said that too because like when you love what you've done so much and you're so proud of it, like you want everybody to have it, right? So like, if yeah, you like really nailed that offering. You're going to want to get it out there and like, for sure. And it's still hard. Like it's, you can feel really good. I think that there's always this little, what I call like the intruding thoughts. Like there's always this little fucker over here that like wants you to kind of stay smaller. And then it really is up to you, right. To be, to do that deep work, like you're talking about and be like, analyze, you know, is this really worthy of this? Is this product service? And, you know, and then you can assess like you're intruding this is I, totally worthy and I'm going to move forward. Right. Yeah. yeah. I love what you're saying. Like, because the comfort zone is comfortable. We feel safe there. And then the minute we try to step outside of it, literally our brains get hijacked and they're like, Oh my gosh. And they make it hard for us. And we have these intrusive, intrusive thoughts. Yeah. But it's about recognizing them. And then honestly, like being okay, like being in the space of fear or being okay, being in change and not knowing what's going to happen. Like I, I actually spend my life in the stretch zone. Like things are always uncertain. Me too, and, sister. Yeah. As you know. Yeah. Like, like, oh yeah. <laughs> Literally like so agile, like moving with it. Seriously. Um, but I think that you and I, like, we've made friends with that uncertainty. We've made friends with the fear. And like, there's this choice to like always evolve and go with it and not make it mean something about ourselves. No, it's true. And when you think about like all the possibilities stand in the uncertainty. So if you want to deny the uncertainty, you're also denying the possibility. Ooh, like, oh, I know. That's like, <laughs> yeah, I felt like you were going to say this. <laughs> Here she goes. She's good. <laughs> good thing we're recording this because this, this is a good one. <laughs> yeah, no, it's so true. You have to be, and again, this is like practice. This takes time. This takes, but it's, it, it takes the effort. It takes the experience. Like you have to be willing to get uncomfortable to, you know, to lean into this work of, you know, 
chance of action in the uncertainty and then, you know, be ready for whatever comes from it and just know that whatever comes from it is advancing you. Right. I think that's so important, you know? And then also asking yourself, like, what's worse, like the discomfort of staying stuck or the discomfort of trying something new and the idea of evolving. Cause for me, like the idea of staying stuck is like intolerable, insufferable, can't breathe. And so that's what kind of fuels me to get into that stretch zone to continue the evolution. Uh, that is such a powerful question. I want, can you repeat that one more time? I actually don't remember what I said. So <laughs> <laughs> What's more uncomfortable to stay in that kind of smaller space or to just go for it and stretch, you know? Yeah. And for me, I'm right there with you. Like I need to know, I, I can't stay still. I can't stay small. It's, it's, I, I need to go towards the challenge because that's where I'm going to discover really more of what I have. And, and I'm, you know, every time you step to the fight, you know, you're also stepping to, you're stepping with it with this understanding that like, you might get punched in the face, you might get choked out. You might, you're, you're going to, you might cry. You might be put on your knees, but you will get back up. And when you get back up, you are going to be more badass because of it, you know, because of what you just experienced. Yeah. And that's how we grow, right? Right. I love how you language this too. Like it's so powerful. Like (laughs) seek the fight. You might get punched in the face. You might be on your knees, but that's how you grow. And that's real. Like, and I know you talk about yourself, like, like life is your sport and you're this athlete of life. And it's so true. And um, just the way you language it is so powerful. Thank you, girl. I mean, it's just real because at times it's like it does feel like that, like you're on your knees yeah. or you just got, you know, but then getting back up, you know, feel like fucking Rocky. Like, let's go. You know? mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. So I um, how, how amazing is the win? I'm oh, sorry. Yeah. No. What were you saying? How amazing is what? Okay, how amazing is the win? Like after like you've been knocked down the nine win. times of ten, and like that win, oh my God, so hard won and never felt so good. Especially when you're doing everything authentically and you're doing it from a place of integrity and will and passion and love. It's like, you know, like I, I just, that to me feels that's how you really in my opinion could become a strong leader you're someone who is very rooted in self i mean when you walk into a room people know that person is totally who they are and they're totally comfortable being who they are mm-hmm. like it or not like you know what i'm like that's that's the work to me or a big piece of it anyways that um gives birth to this kind of human like you, mm-hmm. you have to, you have to be willing to go to the fight, take the punches, get back up, keep going and, you know, and own what you just did. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So Brene Brown has this quote and I'm totally going to bastardize it, but basically the idea is that those of us that are stretching ourselves, we're in the arena, like kind of gladiator style. Right. And there's lots of people that are going to give you feedback about the arena, but those are the people that are often in the cheap seats and you don't want feedback from people in the cheap seats. You want feedback from people that are in the arena with you, supporting you that know what it's like to get knocked over nine times and get back up the tent. And that I think is so powerful, right? Like think oh. about whose feedback you're going to take and who's going to be around you and support you in the fight. It's um, Theodore Roosevelt originally. That yes, was, you're absolutely right. right. Yes. And yes. he, no, and it is, I love that you bring that up because 
it's like the quote next to a Bruce Lee quote um, that I would want on my wall. And because it's so true, it's like, we're always going to have critics, like literally no matter what you're all, there's always going to be people judging you and critiquing you, but it's the ones that are in the arena that are doing the work that are, that have the blood on their hands, that have the tears on their face that are on the knees too. Like those are the people, listen, your opinion, Amina means everything to me. Because in your own life, you're in the fucking arena too. You know what I mean? And I, I witness you. I, you know, I feel honored to be able to support you however I can too. But what you say to me matters. What, you know, she said over there behind her computer screen, like, <laughs> I'm so sorry. Sorry, not sorry. I don't give a fuck. I really don't. Maybe, you know what I mean? So true. And it's it's hard because no one wants to be critiqued and no one wants to be judged and no one wants to hear the things. But like, if we just understand kind of like fear, fear doesn't ever go away. Mm -hmm. We just re, when we reestablish our relationship with what fear is um, and how to engage with it, then it becomes a very different process and story and, you know, um, scenario in our lives. Same with critiquing. I mean, you know, you and I are both someone who are putting ourselves out there straight Mm -hmm. up. And, Mm -hmm. you know, you've talked about this on your Instagram, like being seen and, you know, you, it's like being felt and, um, I'm an introvert. I'm not really someone who's like excited about being on a stage necessarily, but I'm also someone that feels very passionate about the work that I'm putting out in the world and the reason, the mission kind of behind it. And part of that means that, you know, yeah, you got to be out there. Right. And so, you know, there, I'm, there will be critiquing, there will be judging. There already is behind the scenes, like who knows in your space as well. Like you are so putting yourself out there and going back to, you know, earlier on in our talk, but like, there's so much more coming from you, you know, that, I'm not going to say it's just things that I'm excited about that you're going to put out into this world that are going to um, also put more eyes and attention on you. And so that will also mean that there's more critiquing coming and more judgment Mm -hmm. coming. So for you, for us, for really everybody to know how to handle this um, and pay attention and prioritize what really matters, who really matters, I think is so important, right? So important. So it's, it's everything who we surround ourselves with, right? Somebody's once, I don't know who said this, but we're the average of the eight people that we spend the most time with. And so who are you going to spend time with? Whose thoughts are you going to listen to? Are they empowering your mindset? Are they disempowering your mindset? Who gets to have, you once said this, like who gets number one access, who gets the all access pass, right? That's like not everybody. And it's important that we choose our allies and we choose them really wisely. Yeah. Membership has privileges. Yes. Oh, I love that. (laughs) It's so good. So I want to ask you if you had a magic wand and you could um, take this magic wand and give everyone one lifestyle habit that would play, you know, that would basically have the largest positive ripple effect for their overall well-being in life. um, What would that be? Oh, I love that. I think it would be, you know, so much of what we talked about today, this like this agile mindset, like this athlete's mindset, this idea that everything is figure outable to use Marie Forleo's word. Yeah. We can, if we're curious instead of judgmental, if we are creative instead of anxious, that everything is possible and everything's available to us. Because I believe 
it's all is in the mindset, right? What we can, what we choose to move through, um, starts in the mind. And it really does. Yeah. If I'm waving that wand, that's what I'm waving it for. (laughs) I love it. Okay. So I have a really important question that, um, came from an audience member who I am excited to ask this question to you specifically because I have heard you talk around this before and you have such great wisdom to offer, um, in this space. So the question is, what advice would you give for someone who, um, wants to take that next step to get into a bigger space of their career, like certain things that are lighting them up that maybe they already have their foot in, but they're not like fully there. Maybe it's because financial security or whatnot. What advice would you give to someone who is in this space of their career life? Yeah, such a great question. And I meet a lot of people in this space and I've been in this space and I have a really pragmatic approach to it because I don't believe in jumping off the cliff without a parachute. So a lot of times people will be like, you know what, if it's an energy suck, like just quit your job and like the next thing will appear. I mean, I believe in that to a certain degree, but I also think we need to powerfully plan and support ourselves because if we don't have a parachute, fear will take over and fear will send us right back to the day job or the job that we didn't like. So I always say, let's design a runway. So if this career, this path isn't serving you, how much money can we set and put aside and give you a runway so you can step fully into the thing that you really do love? And there can even be a moment where you are side hustling and you're like, you know, testing it out and seeing how you feel in it. But I do think having like a runway and a money plan for this are so important. Like I'm not somebody that's going to be like, jump from the frying pan into the fire. Let's use this current situation and identify what's not working for you. So oftentimes it'll be like, okay, I'm working in this industry and like, I hate my boss. And like, I don't know if this industry is right for me. I want to do this other thing. I'm like, okay, what can we learn from this boss that you hate? Right. Because the other person's always you. So like, what about them is rubbing you the wrong way? What do we need to integrate and own in your shadow? Yeah. And then also like from a practical perspective, like how do we put together the plan and the runway so you have this net, this savings that you can step into the dream really prepared? Because if you don't have enough money, if you don't have enough resources, you'll get in there like three months in and then you have to turn back around. And so- It behooves yeah. to spend time to kind of disentangle what's not working in the current space and set up the plan and then be able to like really powerfully step into it. But I also believe that there's a time when that's going to suck your energy so much that it's going to distract from the dream. And then we have to really pivot. I love that. That covers all territory for sure there. Yeah. It's so important. It's so true. You don't want to be, you know, we could take bigger risks when we feel um, a little bit more secure, right? Yeah. Um, And then at the same time, you don't want to be putting yourself in a situation where it's taking you down to the point of where you can get sick or unhealthy and now everything is just on pause, right? Right. Exactly. When you can't show up for the day job and there's no inspiration or motivation left over for, you know, the side hustle, it's like we have to really be like balancing everything. Yeah. I love that. Thank you. Um, So is there anything that, you know, going into this new year, um, is there anything that you are really that you really want to put out there that maybe you haven't been asked to talk about yet? Oh, great question. Oh, thanks. Um, Thanks. Um, (laughs) So I'm very excited. So I'm evolving my work and it's really like the body of work is more or less the same, but I am constantly evolving as a human being. So I'm always adding to it. So um, my curriculum is really focused around nourishment. So like, what are all the inputs that we have in our lives, whether it's career or relationships, money, all those things that are allowing us to show up fully or not so much. So 
I'm really evolving this into like a nourished leadership curriculum because I believe that we're all leaders in different areas of our lives. Like we could be a, a mother and be a leader leading the family. We can be a leader as a sister. We can be a leader in an organization or in our own company. And there's no handbook for this. There's no handbook on like how to be brave, how to have fierce conversations, how to show up fully, how to be the best version of yourself and get the best out of people. And I essentially want to create that handbook. I want us all to have the tools because I think it's like, it helps us reimagine, reform our relationship with ourselves and then with other people. And there's this ripple effect out into the world and we're all better off because of it. So that's what I'm super passionate about. There's going to be events around it, potentially a summit in 2020. So stay tuned. That's so (laughs) exciting. That is so exciting. We'll definitely have another talk before your summit so we can make sure that the world knows. Okay. Um, Girl, <laughs> I'm so giggly with you. I know. Now I want to like ask all these questions back to you oh because God. like, you know how we are, like everything is such a conversation and it's so reflexive. Like I want to know like ah! what's going for you in this next decade. I oh my God. And the new stuff that we don't know that's about to come forth from you. Oh no, this is about you, not me. <laughs> I know like a little about you if you're talking to me. <laughs> You're so true. We're so like that with each other. We it's are. Like, how are you? How are you? How are you? <laughs> yeah. You. I love that. I mean, that's what makes you one of the things that makes you so amazing. I mean, it, it really is a partnership. It feels like that. And on all levels, you know, like, yes, I mean, you were my business coach and I call my business teammate. But, you know, aside from that, I feel like even when we're not doing a session, I feel like Amina is always with me. You know, you know what goes on, you know, in my life and the things that I'm you know, if I'm doing the podcast or if I'm going on the trip or I'm doing this. And I always feel you um, supporting me as I'm going into these things. And so it's, it's such a, you know, I just want to put out there, it's like for those who, everybody is going to resonate with people differently in terms of a coach and whatnot. Um, but, you know, for anyone who is thinking about a high performance coach, someone who can take them to the next level and really bring out their inner genius, is that how you call it? Um, and, 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 you know, help to create healthy boundaries and, um, employ more fun in the process, um, and stay healthy about it all. Like you are the one, you are the girl, you are, you're the being. Basically. That means so much coming from you. You have no idea. It's, it's so real, you know? And so um, I invite everyone who is listening, who has been thinking about, you know, getting a coach to, you know, check in with my girl and see if you guys are a fit. Um, because I can honestly say that it has been, and I will answer your question. I'm not like dodging it, but you know, it has been, um, one of the most intelligent things that I've done, you know, and just, you know, we might've brushed on this, um, in the last podcast, but you, you literally were, uh, you came to the meditation. Like it was an intuitive feeling of, Amina, Amina, like I need to talk to her, you know? And then one thing led to another, I listened and um, I'm so grateful that I did because it has, you know, brought you into my life and I'm doing life with you now. I'm like, you're not going anywhere, girl. You're stuck with me <laughs> We're now. We're so. together. Oh my gosh. And it is the ultimate joy to be with you. It's like, <laughs> it's like we haven't even scratched the surface of fun yet. Um, so I will answer your question just to say, I mean, I think the big, big, big focus for me, um, I mean, listen, literally, I'm just going to be super open and real two days ago, meditation, talking to my muse. She said to me, um, 
you know, well, she was asking me questions and I'm just going to share the answers, but what it led me to is kind of like, because I had all these things that I was thinking about, and then we wanted to get to this space of focus, like this one kind of singular thought that, which essentially means like, let's prioritize here. Right. Um, and that final thought and the most important piece, the big takeaway for me was, um, I want to get so good in my craft as a podcast host, as a conversationalist, and allow that to also bring on more incredible guests and have these incredible conversations that are all in support of, you know, taking the listener into their highest self and let that highest self be what leads them in their life and allow them to create a life that they genuinely love living, that they are lit up. Like I feel very fortunate that I a hundred percent like straight up wake up in the morning, like super, between 4.30 sometimes, six o'clock. And I am so excited to start getting into my day. So excited. I'm not doing cartwheels off the bed. It is a slow process. Like, <laughs> you know, it's a, it's a very gentle, easy process, but like, I can't wait to get into meditation and like hang out with my girls. You know, um, I can't wait to journal and like bust out, like express myself. I can't wait to you know, do all the things and drink my adaptogens and go train. And like that feeling for me, you know, re regardless of 